Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. I am excited to bring in a series of amazing women who are powerful and in their heart. And today I have my friend and a beautiful, powerful healer named Julia Moten to speak to us about her journey of becoming a healer and her journey of finding herself through letting go of herself. And we speak about source energy and what that is and and how that changes your life and how her life was transformed as she began to let go of her identity. So she is a powerful healer and activator that travels around the world and follows her heart in, in directions that are of the unknown. Nothing is planned. And it is incredibly beautiful the way she lives. It's simple and you can feel the emanation of her energy coming off and you can feel it in our conversation today. So I have included her information below if you'd like to have a private session with her. I highly recommend it. It's very potent. It's very powerful and it's unlike anything you've ever felt before. It's a heart opening activation. She can be emailed And if you want to find my work, you can head over to mysticalmotherhood.com. All of my books, including Mystical Motherhood, Fertile, and Alchemy of Becoming are all there, all of my courses. And if you'd like to have a private session with me, that information is there too. So reach out to me with any questions. I hope you enjoy this heart-filled podcast where we discuss being versus doing um, as my continued topic of choice. And... I hope you're all having a wonderful day. If you like this podcast, please leave a five-star rating. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. I am still in the the discovery of being versus doing. And so I'm bringing on some, some of my favorite women to discuss that and discuss how their spiritual journey have led them into their heart or they've been challenged around their heart and how that heart opening process, you know, unfolded in their lives. And so today I'm bringing on one of my beautiful friends and kind of sisters, like, I guess I, I would call her that. And and her name is Julia. And she is going to speak about her spiritual journey and how, and where she is in her life and what she, how she runs the energy of healing and how she gained this uh, amazing power. And the energy that Julia runs, I am going to try to describe it and then she's going to describe it and introduce herself, but I would say it comes from source. And when I first heard that, I mean, my spiritual journey kind of it opened one thing at a time, like only as much as I could understand in that year would unfold in front of me. And I would be like, wow, that exists. Holy crap. I didn't even know that. But this kind of energy is it's like fifth dimensional. And I didn't even know how I'd even describe it, but that's the best word. It's not of this world. And it hits you and your life activates and you don't know how it will affect you because it it really clears conditioning that's within you. So one person may have experience of source energy that's completely different than someone else. And it's what is meant to occur within you. It's what makes it so wild and totally unpredictable, but exactly what people need in their spiritual awakening. So I'm going to let her speak and introduce herself. And she's so beautiful. I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. Go ahead. Thank you, Chelsea, so much. 
Um, so beautiful to meet all of you women there. And I'm Julia, and I'm super grateful and blessed to be here with all of you today. And um, a little background to me. Um, when I had my first awakening um, to be in touch with Source Light, it was in 2009. Um, at that time, I suffered from a very deep uh, depression and I had Hashimoto. And the doctors gave me 15% to live. Like all my organs were shut down, my body. Um, I couldn't think straight. There was nothing of my persona almost left. And then a few weeks into it, I recognized, I realized that I was responsible for my own sickness. I wanted to leave earth. I didn't want to be here anymore. And I created that illness because of my mind, because of my thoughts and my conditioning. Because outside I was very loving, very kind, very joyful before my sickness, but internally I suffered. I didn't like myself. I didn't like the way I looked, uh, the way I felt even. So I, my body started to create this autoimmune disease. And then um, when I realized that I did that to myself, I had a little conversation with the divine and said, okay, I realize I did that. If I'm that powerful to create such a sickness in my life and my body, then I can reverse it. So please show me. And then within two weeks, I met this beautiful woman out of the blue um, and she knew that I was coming intuitively. She felt like there's someone coming who she will train and initiate. And when I came in, she saw me and she said, there you are. And I, there was no sign up or anything. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, I have been 30 years ago in meditation and that light appeared. And it was Yeshua. And so I had this, when I had... This channeling before was him. It was this Christed being, that light of unconditional love. And so I started cheering up and she said, you're going to be the one who's going to heal yourself and you're going to travel and you bring this into the world. And I said, oh my God, I think you have the wrong person, <laughs> but okay. Um, so she showed me how to heal myself. She initiated my hands and she said, go home and do it. So I went home and I gave myself three sessions over the period of two weeks. And then I was completely healed. From 15% of being almost dead to like 100% of being healed and recovered from all medications and supplements. And I came back to her and then she said, okay, so now you're gonna go in here. And at that time it was 2010 and I thought, oh my God, like who would I be able to heal? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a healer. I'm not born like this. And she's like, take the students from your Kundalini yoga. They will lay down. And so I did, but the first one was actually my husband and he laid down. And when I closed my eyes and put my hand on his body, and the light came through, it was like a heart awakening inside of me and I'm remembering that I've, this feels home. I've been connected to this always and at any moment. So um, 
I was so touched by it and I felt it was very loving, but very female. So at that moment, there was nothing to do. I received the light came through me and I knew because I had no understanding how to heal. So my mind just went out and I just trusted my hands that they do what they need to do for the person that's lying in front of me. And when I looked at the person in front of me, at my husband or any other person after, I could just see that divine being like that child, that, that purity in them. And that was the same light how I felt like it came through. So it almost had a merging happening. And every time a person received a session, a miracle occurred. So it doesn't matter if they had a physical illness or a mental, emotional or an activation. They've always been like so relaxed. They felt the heat coming out of my hands. Sometimes they started shaking. Sometimes they had a big emotional release. But at the end of the session, they were just connected and they felt whole. And so that's how my journey started. My entire life changed. <laughs> Um, hello everyone. Isn't that pretty crazy? And so this is one of my friends and I'm proud of her and everything she does. And kind of like my, I love you. And I want to say thank you for everything you do because you need to know that how powerful that is as reflected back to you. And I think I am doing kind of this series of focusing on women power and the power of being. And so she had to go through a deep, she had to go through the dark night of the soul. She had to go through the calcination phase, something I talk about in Alchemy of Becoming, and then the dissolution phase and these different phases of, of alchemy to be able to surrender so much that an energy so powerful could come through her. That is actually the Magdalene energy from another lifetime. So there is a power in being and it's different than the power in doing. And it is in your innate um, power as a woman. And until we get to that being, do we know our power? And I'm really understanding that for myself because something happened today, Julie, I have to tell you. So I'm learning like not to go back to my old program and my old identity as I'm going through this shift. And my old identity is like, I have to go work in a clinic and I have to, this is what my work looks like. And I have to, this is how I'm going to help women going to a clinic. So I said no to a job yesterday. Right. I was like, no. And then they came back and they're like, we're going to double the pay and we are going to pay for your parking and we're going to pick your hours. And, and, you know, just the test. And I was, and I was like, Ooh, like my doing in me wants it, right? Doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. And I have to say no again. And then I got another email from another place, the same. It's like a test after test. Like, are you going to go back to doing? And I've only been trying, learning this way of being for a few, not very long. And so I feel in this being, I feel calm. I feel centered I'm working like I had gained weight from COVID and from stress and from my divorce and I'm losing it and I'm feeling my heart and I'm cooking and I'm walking my dog and I'm doing things I've never done and I'm still and I'm still working on this and it's powerful and Julie I, I want to hear how you changed 
we know th- this peeling energy comes through and we know it activates you. And I can tell you in my life, it, acts, it has activated me in ways it's hard to describe. And in the, the only way I can describe it is every identity I have or have had has slowly been taken away. And then it's very disorienting because you identify yourself like I identified myself as a Kundalini practitioner. I identified myself as a practitioner. All these things outside of myself that I thought I was are no longer. And then there's nothing left to do. That's the best, (laughs) which is so freaking scary. So were you scared when you went through your change into being in your heart and being? Um, Actually, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't make me pee my pants. No. Because <laughs> you would just love like just being. I, not. I, I just love being. I just remember even back in Germany, you know, when I worked as a secretary. I always, I love working, but I love the time after. I love my free time. I love to hang and to be and enjoy. So when my life, life fell apart, it was like, I mean, for me, it was a hard thing once everything just fell away. So I had no home, no marriage, no no work, no nothing. So then you just, for me, it was like, I could only trust and I could only surrender into the unknown because I knew my identity could not do. So I just allowed to receive everything that was meant for me to experience and to share this love, to really become love. And even when I taught Kundalini Yoga, and I was a really good teacher, I have to say, I traveled all over the world with it. But at one point, I realized it's still doing, and people have to work so hard on it, and it's a discipline, and it's also... They say if you don't meditate every day, you go back to your whatever you have doing before. You're not being healthy or happy. So, and it was almost like it's another way of slave consciousness, if that makes sense. So then I gave it up. And the moment I gave it up, I was so present. I was present in the morning to just wake up and see, oh, how beautiful it feels to lay. How beautiful it feels to just take a shower or prepare my morning ritual of of a breakfast. And it's just changed into presence. And then also there was less worries, less fears when you just be and allow things to come as a woman. And there's, of course, there is some some things where you always go back and forth and there's conditioning. And But I have to say, I feel like I'm retired for the last six years because the source energy that runs through me or when I help activate people and show them how to do this for themselves and others is a way of being for me. It's never work. It's actually the highest connection I have. Now, when you went through, I have a few questions for you. Sure. Because I'm I'm gonna act as if like 
I don't know what you're talking about because everyone who's listening is like, what is she talking about? <laughs> right. So I always, I always act as if like, even though I do know what you're talking about, I always act for the listeners. Like if I was them, I'd be like WTF. Right. So I have a few questions because did you, when you began your being, when your loss of identity happened and everything was lost, because I do believe in this world if it's not now, it's becoming soon, you're all going to lose a lot. And you're going to lose your job or you'll lose your partnership or you're going to lose. I mean, it always happens in life, but I do believe there's going to be a calcination phase of all of our lives if you haven't gone through it yet. And so some of these podcasts may help you prepare for things to come. So when you went into your loss and you lost all those things, which I understand, but maybe people don't yet, was it a fast shift for you or how long did it take for you to your nervous system to adjust to that way of life of just like a calmer, more grounded, more heart centered way of just nurturing yourself? Well, it, it started with a heartbreak. It started that my husband and I separated and we thought we would be together forever. And, but it was, it was like the moment it happened, it, we knew the contract was done. So I knew it was the divine, but I do. I mean, I went into tears and I cried and I thought I will die. And so in that process, I remembered I prayed to the divine and I said, this is not my fault. This is not his fault. This is something outside. It's on a higher purpose. So I have... I don't know anymore what my life will look like at this moment. So, and I felt like I was losing myself. And if I would go into this deep suffering, I would have become very sick again and probably surrender to death because it feels like a death. But in that moment I say, okay, whatever you give me, because now my life is empty, I will receive in gratitude. And so it took me, it took me a half year to go through it to really hear my heart and allow it to break up. And I mean, you know Jay and me, so we are very loving. We're still best friends. He's my family. So we actually did this even together. Like because we both didn't know how to separate. So we did it with so much love. And we supported each other to this day. So it's been now nine years. <laughs> But and then and then my life changed so much that I started traveling and I didn't know where to go. But it always aligned, and that's when the Magdalene Pass opened up. So I started to do healing sessions at summer solstice. And I was pretty scared because they have a, their own healing modality. And I knew I do something I have no words for. I never knew how to describe it. But from that day, a friend of, like, she's not my friend, but she came in and she looked at me and she's like, you're Magdalene, here's a book. And she came with me to Summer Solstice and she put me on the ground and she gave me a bracelet and she says, so now remember and initiate the land. And I did. It just came through. And then I started healing and all these women came and I started crying. I felt all this love and that activation that they're remembering that beauty of love inside themselves and and then I started traveling and wherever I came a woman greeted me and said you're Magdalene and they gave me another book and 
And all I was like here to, so I literally got out of the system and whoever wanted a session received a session or I also initiate them to do the same, to be trained like me. And I received money from that just by that. And um, so that's how I started. And there is, there's been time still to this day where more layers of course of the conditioning come up or inner child wounding or like it, it doesn't stop. But you meeting, I meet life more of an openness and in the heart. I know this needs to happen. And sometimes, of course, my mind fights because I want it in a certain way or I don't have uh, a structure or something that I can grab on. But I can see when the struggling inside of me happens. And then I just let go. Like if you have water in your hands, you're just letting it go. And then everything comes to you. And like you shared so beautiful, the moment you surrender and say, I'm not longer into this. It just comes to you. Like the moment you allow, it's like almost, it's not only that the universe tests you, it's also maybe it gives you more. And you can even bring your beingness into that, but you're not doing things because you feel like you need an identification or you, you have to do something because you cannot be with yourself. That is the most powerful sentence. You have to do something because you don't know how to be with yourself. Repeating, you have to do something because you don't know how to be with yourself. And so if you're at home and you're with your children or you're, you know, like I used to do that. I used to be like, I need to meditate all day. And my kids would be there. And they're like, they would meditate with me. But it was like, I just had to do something, right? I couldn't just, you know, and I've changed so much the other night. I was like, no TV. We lit a fire and I allowed them to do what they wanted. And I was reading or reading them poetry. And it's so different now. And it's so, it's so different, but I used to have to fill my time with things I thought were important because they were, you know, like to me at that moment, but they're, they're not, they're just outside identities. And I think as this world changes, this information we're talking about today is going to guide so many people. And I really am not, and I'm not saying that from ego at all, but like, this is hard work. Yeah. Letting go of the outside world. I thought I had been spiritually challenged through all of, I've documented in Alchemy and Becoming. I, the same thing happened to me as, as Julia, where you, you leave a relationship and your heart breaks open. And I documented that in the book the best I could to teach people like, okay, you're, you might go through this too, read it. And it is, it's like, how do you heal those wounds? Right. And then, so I, I've said this in another podcast, but it's three phases. It's awakening, it's growing up and it's integration. And that integration phase is really that heart space phase of, of how am I not going to react in this moment? How am I not going to go back to the old pattern? How am I going to do a little bit less and be a little bit more present and be back into earth? So one of the questions that I was thinking as you were talking is how do you follow the instinct of your soul? 
And any of you listening, do you even know what the instinct of your soul means? And so I was talking about this with another person the other day, and they didn't know really how it moves, but it's this feminine energy of, it's like you just move quick. It's like a move quickly because you just know, but it's not moving quickly in the moment. It's like, you may know the next place you're going to move to, or you may know you need to go to the Great Pyramid, or you may know that like, you need to leave this relationship now, or there's a, how does that happen for you? Um. So one is very simple, you know, when in the moment where everything was taken, I made a promise to the divine, whatever you give me, I say yes. Does that make sense? So even now you said, you want to do a podcast? I say, sure. It's like, I don't think about it. It's like the moment there's an invitation, I say yes. And I know it's my soul. But how do you know? Okay, so for those listening, I... Just so I believe that you're saying yes after a lot of her conditioning is over. So the difference between saying like some of times when you're learning, like when you're learning how to like grow up, there is a period of saying yes and no, because you're going to get tested by your own self-sabotage, right? And then once you surrender into the soul and you actually unify with the higher source, so I want to just be clear. I believe when Julia is saying this, she had actually already surrendered to her higher self. And so if there's a moment like you will in your spiritual journey, you'll basically merge. And, and right. And then, and then there's, then there's a lot of yeses, but I have to tell you as a warning, if you're not in that merge yet in your higher self and your higher intuition, there's going to be some no's because you're going to have people that are really toxic or no, like I don't want to be treated that way, but that's the part of the merge. Do you agree with me? Yes, I agree with you. But it's also when when things fall away and you open your heart to say yes, because there's there's mostly in my mind, I would say no, like from my old conditioning, why I cannot share and speak up, you know, whatever that old conditioning was. But now it's like, it's it's a feeling in my heart. It's a feeling in my body. It's just open. It says, yes, how can I serve? Not, not from an ego perspective, but how can I show up and give this to you and to myself and whoever is listening? And it's almost like, yes, there's a merging, merging happen of not knowing, but trusting. So even this is so spontaneous, you know, like it's like you just allow it to happen. And um, it, it's a way of being. So when you, when you start merging in your soul, it's, uh, your intuition is very just gentle but powerful. You just drop in and there's like, there's, it's just presence and there's nothing lacking. There's nothing you need to get from it. There's nothing you need to achieve. You just stood out of the generosity of your heart, if that makes sense. You know, as you were saying that, I was thinking of something, and I don't know if it's true for you, but now I, it actually just is like new to me that I, I learn. <laughs> it's cool. It's exciting to talking to you. I always get excited talking to Julia because I, like we both like start to channel together. It's really fun. Um, I hope you guys can feel that too. So Fear and love are opposites, right? And I 
And in order for me to even get to the point of feeling any love or feeling this level of being or getting into the space to be able to have conversations about these places, there and, and I had to jump off a cliff sometimes. Like I had to just like leave my life on a whim or move on a whim. Like like we're talking about the instinct of of the intuition, you know, following our heart's call, our soul's calling. Yeah. And there is, most people don't say yes like that. Most people would, you know, when I went to, and I wrote it in my book, when I went to the Great Pyramid and I left my entire life in a decision, Julia was there with me. I said, I think I'm going to leave my life. And, and she's so supportive. And I did it. Now, that took me to get over a lot of fear. And that fear is like, it's almost like jumping off a cliff of like, I can do it yes to life, right? And that is so scary, and it could be whatever you're challenged with right now. Like maybe you're thinking about leaving a job. Maybe you're thinking about moving or, and it, and it will, the universe will provide you whatever you can handle. Right. And then, and then you'll get the abundance back once you take that leap. But that's another example of the yes to life because you, it is, a, it's less fear and it's like, okay. And it may be little things you start to say yes to as, as you become in tune with your soul Mm -hmm. and as you you know become in tune with this source energy and then it'll be bigger things but it's 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 sort of this quick knowing that you're on this path right yes correct now I have to say it's almost like it's a divine timing so it's sometimes it's not up to you it's almost so forced that you cannot just you cannot not surrender it's not that it comes from your rational mind that you have that intuition. I need to leave now my relationship or I'm changing my life now. It's like everything comes, it's like it's a bomb that's explosive and you just know in your being, you know in your heart, there is no way around anymore. Like before, you, it, it takes a while until it happens and it may show you already signs of it, but you you stir in it and then all of a sudden an event event takes place and you just know it's almost you you just you just have to be open you surrender and it's illogical yes so it's that is the feminine that's the power of the feminine it's this totally illogical and that's almost like what's making women not so powerful is we're working in these workforces as males and we're making logical decisions all day long. And then maybe it's not logical to be there anymore, but it doesn't make sense financially. Like, how are you going to handle it? What's going to happen? But you don't know, like, you don't know, like, what if you left your job and your husband's like, all of a sudden he got some raise and then you could just be with your children for a little longer. Or what if you, you just don't know what will happen once you jump off the fear and then what the universe bounces back at you. And so that's, this power in being in this on the soul's journey, I guess. And it's so scary. <laughs> and it's, you'll feel a moment when you're making these decisions of complete chaos because you're going, it's very difficult to go against your conditioning. It is, no one does it. In fact, 99% of the universe world on earth as we know it is just living a reality based on their past. And so when you're doing things differently, um, and you don't have to be like alternative, like hippie, like at 
Burning Man, which I just got invited to today. I was like, no, I'm actually over that now. But I've never been, but, you know, just like, I don't want to do it. Um, and I can't stay up that late. Anyway, but <laughs> um, what I'm saying is, Julia, do you know what? You go ahead and take over. <laughs> no, it, it is it is very scary. And it's true. It's like in, in my story, it happened. It just happened to me and it didn't happen in my surroundings. So my friends from Germany or even from Malay, you know, they're, they're still very much situated. So it happened just to me and internalized in me. So I also had phases where I was just crying and depressed because of so much fear and not knowing. But I knew I knew that there needed to be, like there was no other way. And and so like at that time, like, you know, even my my ex-husband, he was like, Julia, what happened to you? Like, you don't, like, you're not excited for life. You're not doing the normal things. You're just sitting on the sofa and do nothing. I'm like, yeah. It like literally became almost weeks of nothingness or having a cleanse, like clearing the body because you're just deconditioning and it, it can look messy. It can look that you're not sleeping, that you're crying, that you, uh, that you, that you just undo everything that is not longer good for you. It just doesn't serve you. But in this moment, you, you're not really aware of it. It just needs to happen. And then you're emerging into a new you. Like you always have a rebirth. There's a death and a rebirth. It's every time. Um, and then a more part, a little more light of your soul comes in because you're just making room for your consciousness to expand. Um, but then when you do it, like people look up to you and they're like, wow, how did you do this? You know? And so, and then you meet more people who have done it. And you can relate. And so we are all taking each other's hands and doing this together. There's no one left out and it will not be that one cannot do it. And, and that is so true is there is a point, there is a period through this that you feel super, I mean, the world is isolation right now and they want to make you feel like you're isolated. But like, there is a point in the spiritual awakening where you're like, I'm crazy. I'm alone. And like my sister, like cannot handle another crazy phone call because she doesn't know what I'm talking about. Right. But then eventually you'll meet people that, that are doing this too, you know? And, and I have to tell you, like, I've known Julia for a very long time now. And I don't even know. I was like walked into her apartment one day and then like she was, she's been at some of the biggest events of my life randomly. And I remember when I was guided to go to the great pyramid and I got those pictures on my phone, which is all in my book. I'll be coming. I called you and I was like, I think I'm supposed to go to the great pyramid. Julia, when are you going? <laughs> you remember that? And you're like, I'm going to go soon. And then I ended up, you were ended up being at that trip anyway. Yeah. And um, you'll find people that will then mirror the new reality because as you're conditioning, you're all, the, the people you're surrounded with right now are just confirming your conditioning with you. So they agree with you. They will be living like you and they are just like you. And so you'll be like, I'm normal because I'm in this. And then as your frequency changes, 
they won't be a part of it anymore. And sometimes it ends very abruptly. Like I had a couple friends call me and be like, I just can't be your friend anymore. As living in Europe, I hadn't been home in 18 years. I was like, why? I'm not even living there. And now you don't want to be my friend. Like it just kind of weird. And they just, I've never talked to them again. These are people I grew up with for, you know, 20 years that I talked to daily. And they just said, I can't do it anymore. Nothing to do with me. It was just the energy, you know, maybe it did. I don't know. I don't know. I love them, but do you know, do you know what I mean, Julia? Like, and then your reality shifts and you're with a whole new group of people or, and then you expand with them. You get, you, you can leave one soul family and you can leave another soul family and you can leave another soul family in one lifetime because it's called evolution. I agree with that. However, I have been very fortunate, like my, my friends in Germany, who I grew up with, so I know them since I'm a teenager, they're still my best friends. So even when I returned to Germany and started doing healing work and meditation and, you know, like they were like so fascinated and they all received it very well. And, and some, of course, the men are like, you don't believe in any of this. And I said, that's totally fine. I didn't believe in this either until the moment I experience it. So why don't you experience it with me? And if you don't like it, if you make fun of it, that's totally fine. So even to this day, I'm very joyful and laughing about how it may look out and looks like on the outside. But they all felt it and they were all touched. And it touched their lives. And so, but they also say, wow, like, because they know me, I've been very shy, very quiet. And now they're thinking like, you travel all over the world, into the jungle, into the pyramids, this who, what are you doing? Like, they cannot even imagine because they're living still in their beautiful home with their children, but being also happy. So there is, I find it beautiful to allow everyone where they are and both is great and not everyone has to go through such a mm, journey of that intensity if that makes sense now yeah because now the awakening for many happens collectively and it just happens with less pain because some of us and some before of us have done some of this intensity and we we can completely relate I never thought about it like that makes it worth it right it makes it worth it and there is not nothing is better than the other it's like it's not about separation it's still about the union it's still that we love each other as we are and not judging the other it's just like go for you what does not serve you, what does not make you happy, where are you still in fear, where are you still not embracing yourself, you know, where you're suffering. That that's that's where the healing journey begins because out of that suffering you start to awaken. And then there's always someone who is holding your hand and will guide you. And you will always believe will lead to the right book the right workshop, the right retreat, even if it feels sometimes there's periods where you have to be alone because as you deconditioning, it's not that someone supports you in that old conditioning as, as you've shared so beautiful. This is a shedding inside of you. But then you do it and then you emerge and people still love you. 
And I too have friends that I grew up with and I, and I tell them these stories and they're just like, okay, like not, you know, like you were a little crazy and now like we love you still. And, and so that is possible for sure, but uh, things will change. But I want to say a lot of the listeners, you know, are mothers and you can do this with children. I do. I, I take my kids when I can, or, you know, I have left them to do certain things and I have to let go of the guilt around that because it's almost like that's my work. This is my work, right? And, and they're a part of it and they signed up for this and they change as I change and they know that they just, there's little, they're little fairies. And if you are doing this work, don't, you can do it with children. And I had one more thing to say, it was pretty profound, but probably doesn't matter if I don't remember it. Yeah. Oh, I do. What it was the source energy, which I wanted to ask you a question about. So what we're speaking about today is source energy. And I know it's like, what does that mean? I thought Kundalini was like the most powerful thing on earth because I hadn't felt anything more powerful until I touched into source. And it is, and at first my conditioning was like, bull, this bullshit, right? And I, I remember sitting in a room when I first met Abdi and I, I was like, what the fuck? These people are weird. This is the craziest place I've ever been. Like, I need to run out of the room. Like, and then my conditioning was coming up in that moment. And then it woke me up and I changed my whole life and my everything blew up and it was, it was wild. It creates source energy, what especially what Julia runs through her. It it op- it can op- it opens the room up. And so people's inhibitions, this is how I experience it, people's inhibitions drop and they begin to work in unison as one, right? So what does one mean? Like the one, what I believe it is, is there's no polarity. And when you have polarity, you have pain. And when you have polarity, you also have the ability to awaken through that polarity. So right now on on earth, there's not a lot of source energy. So humanity is waking, awakening through polarity. So one polarity will awaken the other and back and forth because that's, and that, and it's very painful, right? What source does is it opens up the space. So there's a neutrality in the heart center so that you can relate to everyone as your equal. And through that, you can process your conditioning without actually feeling the pain of it. I mean, you may leave the oneness and then feel the pain of that, but it, it, it is one of the most profound spaces to be in and you're sober. Yes. You're sober. You're not on drugs. <laughs> there is no drugs involved. And it's like, but you, I mean, it can make, source energy makes it pour rain. Source energy makes an earthquake occur. Source energy will shift humanity. Source energy, I mean, we have been at places where we're like earthquakes or like boulders. I mean, it is, you guys, it's effing real. And, and then I'm like, geez, like life is weird. And then you go back into the world and you're like, don't tell anybody about it. And I've never actually even said any of these things to anybody. Mm-hmm. Except Julia knows what I'm talking about. And it's like, I'm just staring at her right now and no one else is listening. So I'm being really authentic and truthful. But I've never met, I've never experienced anything more powerful. So how do we get a taste of that? And what is it like for you? What does it feel like when it runs through you? And how have the people in your life been affected? Mm. Well, for me, it's instant. I just close my eyes and I'm there. It's like, <laughs> but 
Um, in the beginning, when I started, as I said, my hands became hot. And then at one point, I had electricity running through my body. So wherever I ever entered a room, the lights were flickering or shut off or the, wherever. Or when I, or someone asked me a question and it came through as truth, they heard like electricity. Um, and then that changed. So now it's more, it's very much integrated. Um, but when people come to me, it's it's mostly like, I work so much on their heart so that heart can gently open and they feel like the energy is sometimes through their body or sometimes if they get so activated as you experience too, there is sound coming through or light language is a language that they haven't spoken yet or the body starts to shake just in order to release some of the conditioning. There's nothing that you do. You just, it happens to you, through you. Your mind is out of the way and if sometimes you have a session and you're very much in your head that's also good because then the energy clears the controlling energy inside of you that resistance that fear so things happen miraculously and one session that I said people started healing from any kind of ailments but then with the activations it's more like it's, it helps you to awaken and to remember and it starts to be in you and it still keeps working on you. But I just, for me, it feels more an actual stillness and peace. It is like, and it's so powerful, but so light at the same time. It's just like that. And I, I think that's also more the feminine, you know, this Abdi, it's super like, it's a lot. Um, and I, I have it more on a feminine side where it's more gentle, where it's more maybe angelic even. It's, it's, it's still, it's the crystalline energy. It's like when you see the most beautiful crystals and they just shine and you're just drawn to them. So that's, that's how it can be experienced in your being. Um, but everyone has it. Everyone is connected to it. There's no one that... Uh, is excluded. And no one's special. Everybody's one. But yes. the only thing that makes you not in that is when you go into your mind and you set put you create a separateness between you and something else and a story. So that's why in my last book, I really worked on like, how do you reduce your story? What is the narrative you want to play? And when you get into that new narrative, can you hold it? One thing as you were speaking, Julia, that's important is to think about is this source energy with Julia, it it comes through her, her hands, but in different ways, it can come in different forms. Like let's think of Monet or the Sistine Chapel. Like these people were ascended masters and they had source energy pouring through them that would come through their own art form. So the, I mean, it, I mean, that kind of, I don't know if you've ever been to Italy, but my God, like that is on, it is not normal. It's like, hi, all these aliens came to earth and they gave us a little gift. Dubai is kind of weird like that too, but Dubai is very male, right? But it's the, it's like, it's the moment, like it's like Eckhart Tolle writes a book. That's not him, that's source. So it came through his fingers and, and it can come through the mind. It can come through the heart. It can come through the hands. It can come through the feet. Um, it will give a gift and it's never ending, and so there's always more of it. And so 
that's what's so beautiful about it. So whatever your, however source wants to run through you, it doesn't have to be just like Julia. It can be like whatever gift you want to give, but don't make it come in a certain form allowed. Like with my books, I, when I write, I was told I had a writing, what's that, a writing disorder? Or like I was, I had all these, I couldn't, I was told over and over, you can't write, you can't write. I wrote some books. As I looked at the lady, I said, I'm going to write some books. I'm going to give them to you. You're very mean, you know? And I did. (laughs) Anyway, but it's like, it it may be something that you originally were challenged in. Like maybe Julia didn't have the, uh, I mean, this is me just intuitively feeling it, but maybe you grew up and, your family to challenge your self-esteem. So you could never think that kind of power could flow through you. And Julia had to learn that that conditioning isn't true. And for me, it's like, no, I can write. Thank you very much. I'm going to not prove, maybe that's my ego, but like, I'm going to just allow this flow to come through and allow God to heal that within me. Heal that part of me that thinks I'm not good enough that I can't write a paragraph. I'm going to surrender that to God and see if God will provide a paragraph after paragraph right and it it really is so true i love that you talked about it like i mean people that come to me especially mothers you know being initiated and it's not that they become healers and travel the world but they're taking care of their self they know how to heal themselves they know how to provide that healing touch for their children and it just becomes a blessing you become a blessing in your life and you just just more connected so, but I also have people who are writers or screenwriters or artists, and they're just using their initiated hands and third eye to allow them to become more of who they are and channel more of that gifts they have into their artwork. So it's the connection to source. It's just once you get activated, it does its own thing that is this is your medicine this is for you to to be more who you are and allow it to be and allow everything that's been false to just slowly drop away or integrate in you it's not that you have to release everything but you accept it but there's also more in you that you feel like more joy of being and yeah yeah like I was thinking like the things in partnership, you know, like that are so stupid, like shower or do the laundry or like put these things away. And it's like, it's hilarious. Like (laughs) it's so, it so doesn't matter. Like if laundry's on the floor, it just doesn't, you know, but there's an integration phase of like laughing at yourself. I mean, that's like, it's just like, that's like the silliest example, but the things that normally would take you out of this being, which are anger, resentment, judgment, criticism, you know, like sadness. And they don't take you over. They come, you know, they come through and you have a moment of like, this is help. And then it's almost like kind of funny. And do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I feel like you've had, you and I've had those moments where we cry and then we're like laughing because it's like, we're laughing at our own ego, experiencing something that doesn't matter at all as we're letting it go. Yes, but there's also moments, you know, and still in my day-to-day life, I know I I can experience anger or I can be triggered and I can cry for days. Like I can feel a lot and it, it's still, 
it's a part that I can go so deep and feel it and it needs to happen in order to still be more and more connected. But there's also because there's still a shedding of the conditioning or there's a remembrance of the conditioning. And it's not as always easy. And that is also part of releasing the energy because we've been have told since we are small, you cannot show your emotions. It's been suppressed. And so now when you as, as mothers, if you come in tune with your own emotions um, and you allow the release and after that release, something in you opens, like it's almost like a pedal in, in your heart or a piece that enters into your being you will allow your children to whatever they have to express that emotion not being afraid of it that can be a tantrum for two hours sometimes it's just a few minutes and that's gone it just will not store into the body it will not store as a trauma in the in in your memories so that's the shift also of the new consciousness since 2013 the new children are not coming with that old program of fear they're way more free so you can actually really learn from them and the most beautiful is i i remember when i work with kids or someone brings a, a kid to the healing session i let them work with me instantly and they go around and touch because they're so intuitive they're just playing with the energy and so or when you're present with your kids, you're just present. You cannot think, you cannot worry, you can't, like you're just there with them in their world. And it just opens your heart and you just nurture. Of course, you teach them where they still don't know. But from a loving, unconditional place and they become free and they feel safe and they actually feel confident. And so that that's that's something new, and and you we we couldn't see it if we have all this old conditioning in us, you know. Julia, can you just tell everyone like what, in case I haven't made it clear a thousand other ways, what exactly is conditioning? Like, what? How would you describe it? Because I mean, this may be a completely new term to people listening. And we know what it is because we're like brutally pulling it out and fighting it or not fighting it or surrendering all these different words we're explaining. But like, what is it for you? Well, conditioning is, is many ways. It's like, it's been like society, you know, if they teach you, you cannot, you have to be quiet in, in school or you have to be, or you cannot do a certain thing, you know? So that's something that happens. But also how do you live your um like, are you fear-based? Has your mother always been in fear and worried? And has that been projected on you? You know, is your father very loud and um, aggressive? You know, so that's conditioning. And then conditioning is like you said, okay, some were raised. I'm planning everything. Everything needs to be neat. Everything needs to be perfect in my home. You know, and another person is completely the opposite, doesn't close the closets or like because they're just they haven't received that conditioning. So that's conditioning is actually everything that you have been told to do and to behave and act a certain way. So I want to repeat that conditioning is everything you've been told to do. And the opposite of that is being. 
Yeah. And there's so much power. This goes back to everything we're talking about. When you go into being, which is the source energy, which is that unity, and there's just no polarity. That's a lot to think about. But if you think about the world right now, it's in complete polarity. And everybody is just basing their reality on their conditioning, which is usually based on fear. And so this polarity is needed for this awakening to happen. But if you're going into source energy, which you can experience when you meet with Julia, um, is there isn't that polarity and that, and it all melts away differently, right? And yes. so the more conditioning you release, the more you become who you really are inside, which is divinity, the, the more like none of the polarity occurs. But also you just become more authentic. Like, you know, you're not, conditioning is also pleasing each other or like having certain roles throughout the day. You know, you're playing a certain role when you be with your kids. You're playing a certain role when you go to your job. You're playing a certain role when you go to the supermarket or when you're with your beloved. It's like you're fitting into a certain role and behavior. And so once you start to slowly be aware of that you remember or you understand okay you have been creating lies what was light to you <laughs> and that that that's a, that's kind of the dark night of the soul you know because you have been controlled a certain way but when you start to become authentic you just align with what you feel and how you speak you you align with your actions how you feel like there's some more freedom in you. And that, and that still blossoms. It doesn't happen overnight because it's really like we have been conditioning so much. And then, you know. And you know what? Like a good way to experience this, which is super challenging, but you <laughs> don't know what you're going to do today. And you wake up and you don't like you like don't have plans. You have no idea what's going to happen. And that's really goes back to the saying of following the instinct of your soul. That's going to be the name of this because it's very, very true. But it's like you wake up and you know, because normally your conditioning creates a lot of plans and a lot of logic. So it's like, I'm going to work for these times. And, And as the world crumbles, you're going to be, I know you're listening right now. You're like, well, I have to go to work. I have to do these things. Like I have to, but I'm going to tell you soon, one day in your life, like there's going to be a moment that it falls and this is preparing you for that. And maybe you listen to a book that prepares you for that or, but this is how awakening of humanity is happening. And then you'll get into moments where you don't have a plan anymore. (laughs) And then everything, because like, if it's, if, if you do have a plan, that plan is only based on the past. It's only based on the conditioning that you understand. So when you don't have a plan and you're in the unknown, you're actually in a more powerful place as the feminine because you're creating something completely new, not based on the past. And it's so scary to get there. Like, so let's say you quit your job and then you're like, I don't know what the F I'm doing. Right. But that's like power. It's so much power is in that space because you don't know what's going to happen. So if you don't have a plan, it's not based on like, it's not based on what you grew up to think is right. Then the universe may give you something that's better for you, but you don't think it's better because it's not based on what you know. 
Does that make yeah. sense? Absolutely. And and there's a beauty, like I'm sure you all can relate to this. Let's say you work very hard and then you go on vacation. And there's a day where you're not planning anything and things just happen to you. Synchronicity after synchronicity, you just flow. And at night you go to the bed and you have the best night rest because you've been more in your beingness than in your doing. And so what if, if you can now be open to like, wow, I can live more like that, not just on vacation. So basically on the weekends, if you have to plan to go to the playground, don't do it. <laughs> just, it means like, okay, get start. Like I know what we're talking about takes years to get to and a lot of different changes. But if you're just beginning, let's say like you don't plan your weekend or if you maybe like if you're working five days a week, this, I mean, everyone's going to freak out, but I've talked a lot of friends into this. You drop a day of working. So that day you can be in being, and then you can just be spontaneous in the moment. If your children are at school and you get a little bit of a break or, and it's hard when you have new babies. Like if you're listening, you're like, I have a new baby. This is impossible. That actually, I'm going to challenge you because being babies are being, and you're, if you're challenged into being with a baby, it's because you're in doing still. So there's always an opportunity wherever your life is to challenge and change but the world that's not the wrong that's not the right word I don't want to use the word challenge as in like creating more challenge for yourself because challenge is often like I like I used to like to challenge myself like I'd be like I need another degree or I need a better job I'm gonna get the top of my thing I'm gonna write another book I don't mean challenge or like I'm gonna be better than my ex-husband ha um not that way I just meant the letting go which is the opposite of challenge in a way. It's like letting go and let, and going a little bit more into the unknown, a little bit more into the unknown, a little bit simpler life. And so Sim- when you're, yes, yeah, simplicity, it's like you're waking up and you don't know how long you're going to have breakfast for because you don't have anything planned. You might have breakfast till noon. Yes. Which is crazy for Americans, like crazy. But it's the most beautiful, like, I mean, Imagine you can be with your children and you enjoy breakfast and you enjoy watching them, you're listening to them, you know, or you have a beautiful breakfast just with yourself, music. Don't go on the computer, don't go and watch something. Just really be present with your food and your senses come online. Your sensuality comes online. Your stillness comes online. It's like that... that Undoing is can be also, even if it's so unfamiliar, it becomes like a remembrance that you've been like this because each child is like that. They're just being, they know they're the most beautiful being, they're the most lovable being, they're enough. They don't have yet in the mind, oh, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not beautiful, I'm not, I don't have this money, I don't need, there's no luck. So being with your children can be very heart opening, very eye opening, because they're not conditioned yet if you don't put that fear into them and that they have to do. And a really good place to start is don't 
tell them what to think, make them question their thoughts. So like, what do you think about that? Where, what do you think? If they ask you a question, well, what do you think about that? You know, what it, it really makes them kind of look at, because you can look at a thought as one from one direction, but you can actually take the thought outside of your brain and you can kind of turn it like a ball and look at it in 50 different ways and have, you know, people from all over will look at the same thought and have a different opinion about it, which is like wild. The mind is crazy. And so try to teach your children that teach them about polarity and teach them like one person's going to think this way because they were grew up that way. And one person's going to think that way. They grew up that way, but you're going to just look at it all and laugh. (laughs) Because none of it's true. None of it's true. None of it. And so especially with this COVID stuff, don't side. I know I know it's hard for you, for everybody. You want to have an opinion. But don't. Like, this It's all necessary. It's all happening exactly the way it needs to happen. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. If you're afraid of the vaccine or you're, you know, afraid of, you're actually afraid of COVID, whatever, like, it's all the same, right? Yes. Yes, and um, there was something I felt to share. It's like, you know, like unconditioning or deconditioning means what if you give up to be right? What if you allow also the other's opinion or whatever their fear um, to also be right? And so that's something where, the, where you drop into your heart. Again, you're allowing everything to be as it is because we're in different levels, but we don't have to to be against each other. It's a time to come together. And also, like Charity said, so beautiful, ask your children what do they think, but you can also ask, how do you feel? How that makes you feel? Does it bring you joy? Does it bring you... A happiness. Does yeah, it, maybe follow your feelings instead of following your thoughts. That's a really good point, Julia. That's the heart. You know, that's the heart. Um, and you can relate to that. In, you know, talking about control, this Australian yoga alliance woman did ask me to be a trainer and her I didn't look much into it I just was I just spoke for her and I didn't speak about any of my books I just spoke about the heart and she's like I didn't know we were going to go in this direction and I felt kind of bad because I was like she probably wanted me to speak about my books but I'm not that person anymore (laughs) and so I was like I have a hard time and um she was saying like I think she asked me the question I hope she's listening And she said, like, well, what about control? Like, I feel like I need to control my environment. And control is just another form of doing. Yes. It's just another part part of our persona. I mean, I do it all the time. I'm always like, put your dishes in the thing. And it's like, why? Like, there's like some, some has to be some normalcy in the household. But like, even just like working on one thing at a time, you can change so fast. Like not planning your Saturdays or... And that's why Kundalini got became so intense for me because it was like so controlling and so, and, and it's almost like such a dogma. And, and I know everyone's going to be pissed at me, but like there is a lot of male in it. And, that, and it, and as I became more, even more feminine, more feminine, more feminine, like I didn't know what I would feel like in the morning. And I still meditate, but maybe I don't feel like doing that. And it was, it, it's like I'm following my feelings which is just as powerful and even more powerful. And so as you go into this being, I mean, I'm talking 
with Julia right now. And there is an energy running through us. I don't know if you feel it, but like, it's like so palpable because we're just in the present speaking to each other so authentically and nothing we're saying is a lie. It's all the truth to us at least, but it's also like, it's authentic. And so another way to change your life is stop lying to yourself even about who you think you are and who you want to be and what you think is important and really look at your, this is also coming up to say is what are the values you want to create? And as I've changed and let go of my persona and as my life changed, my values changed. And what became important is if I died tomorrow, the only people that I really want to make happy are my babies. Yes. And so my life just switched and all I focus on is just, and not like a helicopter mom, like I'm a cool mom, you know, like I'm not, I'm like not going to helicopter because I, but I love them. Like we're having so much fun. We're like playing and we're going to the park and I, I'm at every drop off and pick up. And I was never like that. I always had something between us. Like I always had like a, a nanny or whatever, maybe two, like they're separating me from being in complete union and oneness with the source running through the, the us as a family. Mm-hmm. Side note, but. Yeah. And, and, you know, for, for everyone out there, like if you in love or you're sitting with a friend or a teacher of your coworker, everyone wants to just be themselves, wants to be listened to, wants to be seen, wants to be heard and understood. So that's presence. If you as a person, or just with yourself and you're in presence, you hear everything, you you listen to everything, and you become authentic. There is no room for lies. There's no rooms in your mind. Oh, I need to do this. I have fear. I know you're not. You're not. You're really giving the attention to the other, but also at the same time to you. And. And when you're with your beloved, like if you have something to share, just look into their eyes, make make a room where you can really communicate. So there's a difference in communicating from doing than communicating from presence. Because you're, you're really allowing also to be vulnerable. You don't have to be perfect. You're allowing to serve what you feel, what doesn't work. How can we do this different? Oh, I need this here. I need your help here. I cannot. That's okay. You will be received. You will be embraced. And, you and will those, just- those sort of things happen in the little moments. And so this is other ways you can change your life. Like I went to a bar class because I'm going to lose this freaking COVID weight. And uh, and I, and I, it challenges me, right? And I noticed like someone was like talking with me and I almost turned away because I had to get my shoes. And I was like, that's the old me. And my whole body shifted. It's so small. It's such a small moment. And I stopped and I looked her in the eyes and I had this long conversation with her and she needed to share something with me. And it's like, that's the heart. That's, that's the heart. It's so small. It's in these moments of like, instead of looking down when someone's talking, looking in their eyes. I mean, nobody does that. And if somebody, you know, need like that, like all these people that are like, I'm going to serve. It's like, you just hung up the phone on your best friend. 
Mm-hmm. But you would think like, I'm going to serve and like, you have to go on your every phone call or you don't have time or all these, it's a bull. And it's like, okay, you're going to go teach a yoga class. It's like, no, like that's you, your ego wants to teach a yoga class and you want to have people on there, but you can't like have the time to actually just communicate with somebody who, you know, and that's the heart. That's the difference between the heart and the mind in those little moments of like how, Serving is in every single moment and it doesn't have a time. It doesn't have a time. And you have to understand the serving is like the selfless service is it, it's you and your heart and makes. And also when this happens through you for the other, it happens actually for yourself. You feeling yourself, you feeling good about yourself because you're, you're just giving and, and most of the time you're receiving so much by really being present and listening to someone like so much love just pours out of you because they're, they're, they're sharing something that may haven't been able to share and then they start crying and you may start crying or there's a loving hug involved. It's just like um, being here in the now. And even admitting sometimes, wow, I'm not present right now. Can you give me a moment? You know, just. Yeah, can you guys say that like to your kids? I'm sorry, I'm not present right now. Give me a moment. (laughs) I'm kidding. We can do it. We can do it. You can just say, oh, wow, I'm so stressed. right." Like You can identify what's going on and then you drop. Because once you express it, you, you relax. You know, I did that with my kids. Like I, as I was going through my heart opening experience, I felt a lot of emotions and my kids are like, whoa. And I was like, had to explain to them, like, mommy's learning to cry and mommy's not upset. Or like, if I get mad at them, I don't ever blame. I said, like, I definitely still react, you know, like not as much anymore, but when I was going through this process, I would yell because all these things are coming out of me. And then I would be like, mommy just messed up. You didn't do anything. There's nothing wrong with you. You haven't done anything. You have to always remind, there's nothing wrong with you. Mommy had an emotion and I felt that in me and I was crying and I was angry. And they're like, oh, okay, mommy, we love you. Like we know where they, they will see my emotion and they'll hear it. But I had to, you know, like a lot of times we're programmed, I mean, at least I was in childhood where like somebody would yell at you. They'd never come back and explain why they yelled. And so you'd think like, oh, I caused that. So you have to remember like as your heart opens and you're going through these different emotions, you're going to feel a shitload and you're going to freaking react sometimes. And so if you're around your children, because I'm talking to a crowd that has children, adults will go through their own things around it, but children don't understand. So you have to say, just be honest, like I'm having a spiritual awakening or just tell them and they're going to really love that. And yeah, right. And they love it, but also you love it because you allow yourself to be and express what happens in this moment. And I don't know, I was in your families, but in my family, if my father did something or, you know, there was never an apology. They didn't say, I'm sorry. It was like, I opened my heart instantly back and say, okay, it's okay. You know, but like when you express to your children, this just happens right now and it's not your fault. And it's like something in you happens and just opens and you, your kids feel that love. They feel that truth and they can also be themselves. Julia, how do people find you? 
for healings? Um, I don't have a website. Usually people just find me. Those are the best healers. <laughs> Anybody who like has like, those are the best healers. Yeah. So I'm happy to, if you want to reach out to Chatsy, I have a WhatsApp number or an email. That's the way to contact. <laughs> She's living in the jungle and she has an email for you. <laughs> But like, she's the real freaking deal. And um, if you're like, I don't know what to do in my life or I need this to feel this, I want to just taste this, call her. Yes. Write her. Do you have an Instagram account? I I do have an Instagram account. Someone set it up many years ago. You've been I, on it before? I've been on it before. So you can definitely DM me. I heard this. What's your DM What's your at? I think it's Julia Moten. You're so cool. Yeah. You're so cool. <laughs> Julia Moten. Also on Facebook, it's Julia Moten. <laughs> She's staring at me from the jungle. And when we got on, I was like, is there going to be a monkey coming through the window? <laughs> oh, my God. Right? So I'm in Tulum. If anyone happens to come to Tulum, you'll find me here as well. So. Okay, great. Yeah, but please feel free to write me with anything you have and connect anytime. And she's going to give me her email. Or she did. That's great. Thank you for coming. Love you, love you, love you. Thank you so much, Chelsea. I love you.